feeling powerful almost it happens when I'm angry so I can even wake up at night and do my work now I become powerful that I can play soccer now or I can just walk with this do anything and I'm wondering why it happens like that Coco Enna is an enabler for him to transcend but we don't know that it could be in any transcending to pure something but it might not be safe for him wow yeah. that's the Coco Dine on Zanzi Monday to Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on Power 98.7. Now, we're talking. You're listening to Power Drive with Titi and Hajra Omarji. The issue of higher education is first on our agenda today. Um, the inaugural Times Higher Education Africa University Summit opened at the University of Johannesburg today. It was addressed by former President Thabo Mbeki as well as Gauteng Premier earlier on today. And it's interesting when uh, former President Mbeki opened the meeting, he uh, used the occasion to send the message that, that the words of academics should stop being treated as though they are the words of the opposition by some within the ANC. To find out more about what the conference is about, but also how Mbeki's words went down is Professor Iron Rensberg. He's the Vice Chancellor of the University of Johannesburg. Prof, thanks for joining us on the line. Uh, Mbeki's comments that academics um, should not be treated as though they, they, they are the opposition by some within the ANC. Uh, was that greeted uh, with, some, with, with, a, with applause? Uh, what was the response? Uh, good uh, afternoon, Hajra. Uh, please feel free to call me Iron. Um, just to, to, to respond uh, specifically to your question, um, I think it's important to point that his, his, uh, this is uh, former President Mbeki's comments, were made um, uh, generically. There was no reference to um, a particular uh, contextual situation such as South Africa. And, and perhaps again, just to give some context to his remarks, um, we had asked him um, to address us, um, uh, to challenge us, as, as we expect him always to do, um, to, to share with us some uncomfortable truths and realities that, that we need to face up as university leaders. And so the question we asked him in particular to address is, was, um, please, please talk to us about the place of universities um, in the context of Africa's uh, 2063 or 50 year development um, program. And, and nothing true to Mbeki form. Um, he, he did challenge us. He, he in respect of your question, um, uh, asked a rhetorical question as to why have Africa's universities gone into such sharp decline? Uh, not long after um, uh, independence, so in particular in the 70s and 80s. And, and obviously put it down in the first instance to, to, to massive structural adjustment programs um, that forced or coerced or, or, or pushed African governments to cut back on investment in university education. And, 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 and then spend some time reflecting more specifically on universities and, and, and why it is important for universities now um, to undergo renewal and to undergo fundamental change, but in particular, um, uh, why, um, why and, and therefore how these place themselves 
central to Africa's uh, 2063 um, strategic uh, plan. In terms of the place of universities, that is a very important issue. Uh, talk to us about the evolution of the syllabus or the curriculum and whether or not that is changing at a pace that me- meets the socio-economic needs or the political needs of, of the society in which the university is placed. Uh, a very pertinent uh, question, Hadra. Um, I, I, I'm going to take us a, a slightly uh, a long road to, to come to your question. Apologies for that. Um, I want to begin by saying that um, many academics, um, in, in, indeed uh, leaders uh, uh, of faculties and of, of departments across our universities, many um, hold the view that the role of universities is to provide foundational education. By that um, is meant that, that universities are generally not in the business of preparing students um, for the world of work, at least not um, uh, so that they are ready off the shelf and they walk into um, a job. So, 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 um, and then, of course, there's the other view, which says that we, we're faced with an extremely urgent um, uh, economic uh, transformation challenge, that, that Africa sits with extraordinary resources um, uh, underneath its, the surface, and that it is urgent for Africa's renewal um, uh, over the next 50 years in particular, the next two generations to be exact, um, for us to be able to urgently produce the human resource skills to enable us to build a flourishing um, continent and, 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 and nations um, within the continent. So, so that's really then where that question sits. I should say at the University of Johannesburg, we, we, we're in a somewhat fortunate position, if I was to pick on the University of Johannesburg, in that 80% of our students are enrolled in professional programs. And, and it's, it's, it's a combination of luck, but it's also the outcome of the kind of merger that the university undertook some 10 years ago. So I think it's a very pertinent question, and I think we have to continue to wrestle with universities about that question because the, the problem here is that universities, universities are then projected as ivory towers. Mm. So, so our response as universities to your question is, uh, look, um, well, we don't train people for, for work. Mm. Uh, and the retort then is, well, then you're not going to be central to Africa's renewal. Is that, that concern? It's an interesting debate. So, so should students then not leave matric and then say they're going to just, uh, study a BCom or a BA for the sake uh, of studying, but should you, when you are done with matric, know what career path or what profession you'd like to follow and then whatever you study at university is simply a means to that end. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very, it's again a very, very important question that you raise. I must say that, that, that the, uh, uh, personally, the older I get, um, the more um, pragmatic I, I am becoming. Um, what do I mean by that? Um, I think I've now been vice chancellor here at University of Jonas for, for 10 years, and I've observed and I have sought to intervene through and with my colleagues, make interventions, improve uh, career guidance, in terms of students, 
support them. We've built up, for example, to, uh, a system of 2,600 tutors to support our students to make uh, excellent or good headway uh, towards their qualifications. In some areas, we're doing far better than in other areas where we are struggling. Um, so here's my first take, and it is to say that I think even as parents, as, 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 the, as, as the broader public, we, we perhaps should, should reflect on our expectation that there will be a perfect fit between exiting, you know, exiting high school and entering university, meaning a perfect fit in that we will have no losses. So, 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 so the assumption is that a young man or a young woman comes out of high school and knows exactly what they want to do. But young people experiment. They want to, to, to change their mind about things. And yet, adults and as university leaders and academics, our expectation is, no, 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 there's no space for you to do that kind of thing. Uh, we have the expectation that you know exactly what you're going to study, and therefore, you better make headway. You're going to complete your four-year qualification in four years. Um, so, so that's the one side of the question, and I'm not sure if you've got any commentary on my response. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of wanted just to take you back a little bit, if I can, to just the um, uh, the summit uh, here that uh, that is taking place at the university, and uh, particularly one of the outcomes of uh, the, the summit is also, of course, to look at uh, uh, the the ranking of Africa's uh, top 50 universities. I see that the um, I see that the Times Higher Education Africa universities. Uh, Top first, top fifteen African universities that, that has also been published here, and I wonder what you make of the names that appear on there. I gotta say, I'm not entirely surprised to see the names of uh, University and uh, University of Edwardesran featuring as prominently as they do, and uh, quite interestingly as well, that of uh, one of uh, Africa's uh, top universities and always been renowned, I think, as one of the top universities on the continent, uh, that being of Makerere. But what does it tell you when you look at that list in terms of uh, the, the names that appear on them? What is, it, uh, what, what, what is, what does, what is the message that it sends to you? Well, if I may call you that. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I wish you could call me professor, but I... In time, who knows? In time. <laughs> but remember, we, we, we are professors in our own domains. Right? Yes, and doctors too, yeah. It, exactly. It is just that universities have captured um, the, the notion of professor and doctor. Yes. Indeed. Whereas you are clearly a, 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 an expert and a master of your own craft as well. Ah, thank you. <laughs> so, so, so coming back to, to, to your question, uh, parentheses make the point mm -hmm. that the conference, of course, is not a rankings conference. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll, I promise I'm going to answer your question. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it, it is a conference that's primarily focused on how do we move Africa's universities forward. If, if we are deeply concerned about Africa 2063, meaning the two generations project or the 50-year project, um, how do we begin? Where do we begin? Um, uh, let's look inside ourselves, let's look outside of ourselves, um, and let's begin to, to plot our course. And, and the idea then is that this is the first such conference, so the University of Johannesburg is the co-founder with Times Higher of this uh, gathering. We will uh, have these gatherings for the next many years. Um, and I'm hoping that we will, for example, be able to take it uh, next year to Makerere um, that, that you have just drawn mm -hmm. attention to. So the idea is to try this conference around the continent. 
um, to, to get greater leverage and, 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 and a much larger footprint. So, coming back to that uh, ranking question now, please, please note um, that this particular teaser, conference teaser, um, is, is a ranking that is informed only by research impact. Yeah? Um, Indeed. So, so, so it doesn't include what is typically in a ranking such as academic reputation, mm -hmm. employer reputation, uh, percentage of international students, percentage of international staff, um, and your, your, your investment in, in, in undergraduate teaching. Mm -hmm. That will come in time. But I suspect that even when we map those on to this current uh, ranking that you refer to, that um, the outcome is not going to be much different. Mm. I find is that universities like Johannesburg, um, like Pretoria, that sit at uh, 9 and 11 in this current ranking, that they will probably move to numbers 7 and number 9 or so, and you will see others moving out of, of, of this ranking, but, but you'll get more or less the same kind of profile. And I think it's very positive. It's, it's extremely positive. It's, it's a fact that, that South Africa's universities are the strongest as a collective of universities across the continent. And this is because we have not suffered um, the, the disinvestment that our peers have experienced in the 70s and the 80s and, and maybe even in the early 90s that they're only now beginning to recover from mm. and that are seeing them uh, grow their, their research footprint and so on. As, one as, as we wrap with you, the mm. research that our universities are doing, are they uh, resolving our socio-economic problems? So should we be doing more uh, relevant research? I think that, that it's a very important question. And, and again, you know, you're going to find yourself running into to hard-nosed traditionalist academics who are going to retort with a response that says, well, our business is basic research. And, and the impact of our basic research will take a generation um, uh, to, to, to flow through. Uh, of course, that can't be the complete answer um, to your question. The complete answer must be, it is a what, what is needed urgently is for Africa's universities, yes, to, to continue to grow their basic research outputs, mm -hmm. but also to make significant contribution in terms of social impact, in terms of economic um, impact as well. So it's, 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 it's got to be a combination. And if you ask me what is my assessment of, 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 of our collective across the continent, I think we can do far better, but I would say the glass is half empty. That apologies, is half full, not half empty. You see, I almost got myself caught up there. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it on a positive note. Thanks so much for chatting to us. Professor Iron van Rensburg uh, is the Vice Chancellor at the University of Johannesburg. It is just after half past three, time for the latest news headlines. Uh, honorable members, the result of the division are as follows. The yes, 307, no, 16, abstain, zero. The news making headlines at the hour. The National Assembly has voted and agreed to new parliamentary rules which will see disruptive members of parliament removed from the House and suspended without pay. The rules were suggested after President Jacob Zuma was interrupted in the House during a question and answer session by enchanting EFF members of parliament.